0: It's been over two years since the release of what many considered at the time to be Nintendo's greatest achievement. But do we think that's still the case? Join us today on Octal FM as we take a look back at The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Hello and welcome to another episode of FM. I'm Gelada, And I'm Seferin. And today, in the spirit of Breath of the Wild being out for just over two years now, um, we're going to talk about Breath of the Wild. (laughs) Um, That was
1: totally planned.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Completely planned. Um, The the real inspiration, I guess, is that you have now played it as well. Mm -hmm. And I played it a while ago. Not like when it came out, but a little bit after it came out. Uh, And so we wanted to talk about it, not necessarily just as like a review, but more kind of like we cover a lot of Zelda, right? Like the Zelda franchise, we discuss quite a lot. And so really kind of more about our thoughts on what makes Breath of the Wild interesting and Mm. whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Kind of dissecting a little bit about what made it unique um, and still kind of makes it unique. Uh, and sort of where we how we feel about that as well because i think we have some sort of different thoughts and feelings about breath of the wild as a game
1: no absolutely i think that it's a little bit of a polarizing game in an interesting Mm. way i think no one can say that it isn't a great game Mm. because it is but i think it's really interesting how it does things so differently to the franchise Mm. norm in both a good and a bad way and maybe innovations that are going to stick with the series from now on maybe they won't so like you said it's going to be an interesting topic to discuss Mm. just the interesting features of the game and and how it also came about as well like why that came about too
0: yeah i mean you're you're right it definitely no one can deny it's a good game it won about three thousand four hundred (laughs) awards in its time and yeah it's interesting because it was it was the classic or originally it was meant to be console finisher right like it was because it was originally going to be for the wii u and not for the switch Mm -hmm. and in fact it is you can get it on the wii u which still kind of blows my mind even now thinking about it but yeah like a lot of zelda games it was going to be the kind of swan song for the wii u but actually then ended up also being a launch game for the switch which is also exactly the same thing that happened with twilight princess where Mm. that was a gamecube game and also a wii game at the same time yeah, like that that is quite unusual and it's weird because it doesn't really feel like it's a Wii U game when you play it. Like there's no apart from maybe the fact that the Shika slate looks a little it's bit clearly like a Wii, a Wii, Wii U tablet, yeah, yeah, it does. But that also kind of works for the Switch, so it's interesting. It does. It's
1: surprising how well the two versions of the game kind of meld into each other without really being interrupted. Cuz you can see the benefit of being on the Wii U in that you've got your item inventory to hand or your map to hand at all times. Uh, just on the gamepad, which is great. Whereas on the Switch you'll have to, you know, press the start button to go into it like a traditional game. But then on the same side of it, the Switch works really nicely with all the much more accurate motion control
0: Mm. uh, Mm.
1: as well as it just being a more powerful console that can render the graphics of the game, which are quite beautiful at some places, much, Mm. much better. It does have some technical limitations, mind you. It's not a perfect technical game. Yeah. But Both versions of the game have their upsides, actually, Mm. and I'm surprised they did as well as they did. But the reason that that was the case, I think, was because of, A, how long it took to develop the game, as long as they expected for it to be made, but also because I think that they knew they had a bit of a special game on their hands after a short while, and they... And it sounds a little bit harsh, and I- I'm actually a big, big Wii U fan, but the Wii U didn't do well mm, at all. Yeah. And they didn't want to release sort of one of these, like, big, inventive and very different Zelda games to a console with only something like 6 million units sold in its lifetime. right? You know, and I think the Switch has sold something like 13 million units in less than two years,
0: you mm. know, probably more than that, yeah. you know. Just to put it in comparison, yeah, so. definitely. I think that they must have realised like they would be it would be a waste of, of all of that development, mm. especially being delayed. It was delayed twice, right? And yeah. the the outward reason why it was delayed was the issues with the physics engine, mm-hmm. and that doesn't surprise me because I think one of the overall reasons why Breath of the Wild is so interesting is because of the sophistication and completeness of its physics engine. Mm. It has a full kind of environmental simulation in terms of um, things like temperature and obviously physics and like the weight of things and all of that kind of thing, which allows for a lot of very um, sandbox and emergent style gameplay that is quite unusual in a Zelda game. Like a Zelda games always have exploration, right? And that's something that Breath of the Wild definitely um, captures as a Zelda game. But it's that gameplay exploration as well as world exploration that i think is quite unique for breath of the wild compared to previous ones and that really does come off the back of that physics engine so i wonder how different breath of the wild would have been if they hadn't delayed it due to issues with the physics engine and if they're just reduced instead of this it's quite a nintendo thing i think to at least from the outside it appears to be to not reduce the scope of the thing that you're building And instead just delay the release Yeah, Um, because there's an alternative there, right? Which is that when they thought they were going to have to delay it, you go, well, let's just simplify it instead and then get it out at the same time. And yeah, I I wonder how different that it would have been because you would have, that would have meant less emergent gameplay based off the physics. 100% yeah
1: i mean i think the elephant in the room in terms of comparisons between this game is skyrim or just any other elder scrolls game really Skyrim is obviously the main main one and you can feel the influences there but just taking that discussion of the physics engine and maybe the, the incomplete nature of it into account you can see the the yin and yang of that almost you know Bethesda games are quite notoriously well-known for being very buggy, and the physics engines go absolutely crazy under weird circumstances. Like, you'll be walking along, and all of a sudden, like, you'll be flung up into the air, or, you know, something will explode for no good reason, whatever. And that doesn't happen in Breath of the Wild. Mm. There, There are times when you can make the physics engine go a bit nuts like you've seen people sort of do the tricks of like flinging themselves across the map by using like shield surfing for example yeah and there are ways that you can exploit it but under normal gameplay situations like 99 percent of the time everything works exactly as it was intended to work which you can see maybe wouldn't have happened had they not delayed it and then maybe it wouldn't have been that sort of seamless sense of exploration with all mm. of those interesting, like you say, emerging gameplay mechanics involved. And it would make the game so much less special. So overall, I think that was a good decision to to do it. And that, like you say, that does feel very Nintendo. I, I think we discussed this in maybe one of our Nintendo Direct um, review episodes we did not so long ago, where I actually like the fact that they'll come forward in an open press if you can say it's not, right it's taking longer
0: please be patient yeah they've done that about metroid right Metro exactly
1: that's the one i was going to use as metroid and i prefer that i would rather wait you know if you are say like 15 year old me <laughs> you know i'd be like no just release it now i want it now but now i've got so many games to play anyway and nintendo has such a grasp on the market with the switch anyway that they don't need that that big release and in, in mm. time to be able to sort of save themselves as it were they can just hold off and make it right every time.
0: What did you think of the difficulty curve? Like it is very open world, right? And it's not linear at all. And actually we were talking when we started, like that is actually a return to Zelda one, right? Like the very first, if anything, this is the most Zelda like game since the first one, because it's completely open, right? There's no, you don't have to do things in any order whatsoever. No. Now I that's probably the thing that I like the least about Breath of the Wild. Mm. I find that I found that I did not feel rewarded playing Breath of the Wild because mm. it's very difficult for the game to reward you with stuff when you have a completely flat difficulty curve. Yes. It means that all of the dungeons are roughly as hard as each other and all of the weapons are roughly as good as each other. You know, the fact that weapons break as well means that you can never really you could start the game and go into one uh, shrine or whatever and then pick something, you know, you've picked the one that has the really good reward of armor and then you get to keep that kind of thing. And it's like, I don't know, that's something that it loses from that comparison Mm. to Skyrim or or Oblivion where you've got a leveling system that means that you do get better and you've got better stuff and you've got that kind of like loot reward. Mm. And if anything, it's quite counter to the current, Way That, you know, AAA titles are in that a lot of games now thinking about things like Destiny and Anthem and stuff like that, where, you know, it is very like loot reward based and Breath of the Wild just isn't that right. Like there's no like, like side quests or things to find that give you a unique reward a lot yes. of the time it's like it gives you like a good weapon but you know that weapon's gonna smash at some point and yeah it will know.
1: just break and even if you can replace it for example uh spoiler spoiler warning for the game as a whole like if you haven't played it like maybe don't listen to this episode <laughs> yet at the end of each of the main dungeons when mm. you complete them you do get the sort of special items from yeah. that specific champion which but they break like anything else yeah And then you can replace them, but it's quite costly to replace them. It requires a diamond, which are relatively rare. They are infinite. You can go and find them, you know, infinitely, but that takes quite a lot of time. And they're not that
0: good that you want to do that, if that makes sense. Right, exactly. Like everything just feels, everything that you collect feels a little bit throwaway, And Mm. there's the very occasional bits and pieces. But when you compare that to a more traditional as in not zelda one but everything in between zelda game where you get like better gauntlets over time that let you do more stuff and you get like a better bow and you get you know all of that kind of thing like you sort of lose that there are upgrades and you can upgrade armor that uh, just that's the closest
1: to the traditional upgrade getting stronger feeling is the ability to go to the fairies and get your armors to be stronger and that takes up a big chunk of the game as well, because if you're not doing that, you are so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable the difference from wearing proper reinforced armour to just wearing sort of basic stuff with with really low defence stats. But like you say, with the weapons and the equipment as a whole because you basically get given everything you need to beat the game from the moment you leave the tutorial area, you don't get that sense of progression, like you say. You don't get that sense of growth and exploration. But equally so, you also don't get to feel... Accomplish for defeating a, a more difficult challenge with this interesting new gear in a unique and interesting way for the most part everything can be solved with the same solution which is just hit it until it falls down yeah even the bosses feel like that yeah uh, even sort of the, the main ganon blights within each of the divine mm. beasts feel like that they all have sort of their own unique mechanics to them and that implement into the overall Divine Beast dungeon mechanic, like each one mm-hmm. kind of uses a different idea. Mm-hmm. But mostly you can just hit them until they fall down. Yeah, And it's interesting because in a way that's great. It means that you can do what you want when you want. And you can also tackle any challenge in your own way. So if you want to take down those bosses with just, say, a bow and arrow, you can really. There's nothing really stopping you. You don't have to do the tried and true Zelda, use the item you got in the dungeon to beat the boss. Three times, right? (laughs) Exactly, yeah, three times. But then, and let's face it, traditionally as gamers, you're going to find the most optimal route victory aren't you yeah the, the easiest and most efficient way of doing things and if you're anything like me you want efficiency because you want to save all those really good weapons that you found you don't right. want them to break so you're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again and as a result nothing feels particularly standout or, ex- or special right i don't particularly remember any of my fights against the ganon blights particularly because i beat them in all mm. the same way of hit them hit them and then they die yeah you know exactly maybe you have to do one thing once to be able to kind of knock them out of like an invulnerable state. Like you have to like hit them with a lightning bolt that they're shooting. I think one of them was, or you have to drop something on their head or something. But then once they've done that once, they usually then resort to the usual just attack pattern, which you can either block, parry or dodge Mm. and hit them and hit them. And once you get the master sword as well, which you can get very quickly if you kind of dedicate yourself to getting it. Yeah. Again, that becomes so easy to beat them then because you have such a powerful weapon against them because it doubles its strength when you're fighting against them like that then goes back to what you were saying about the old difficulty curve kind of taking it back to what you said in that i like that the game makes it so that you can do anything at any time and that's great but then once you've mastered one element of the game you've basically mastered the entire game and everything at that point is not a challenge as much as it is just a time-consuming exercise yeah. if that makes sense
0: yeah, I like it. It sounds very negative. I, I think that the combat is really good, and I like that they have explored that open worldness, which is a return to sort of is, like exploration is key, right, to Zelda mm. games, right? That is what Zelda games are all about. And when you take that as a as the premise, then Breath of the Wild nails it because it is so good at exploration and having an open world to explore. You know, I like that they've taken some inspiration from Western style RPGs to to achieve that. But I think, and
1: so just to jump in there, mm. that they have done, but I think they've done better personally. Mm. It let's remove the difficulty curve and let's remove, say, the design decisions of all the bosses and the puzzles and everything. Yeah. And let's look at maybe just the open world exploration. I don't think I've played a better open world exploration game, mm. full stop. Mm. And do you know one of the big reasons for that? Climbing, right. right? Climbing is such a fantastic idea. Being able to go anywhere under any circumstances with your own power... It's a great choice. Yeah, There is no real area, I don't think, that you can't get to from the very beginning of the game. Like I don't think a game even requires you at any point to have stamina upgrades to be able to get anywhere. Because even if you have to climb a particularly high ledge, for example, you can just eat st- food that gives you yeah. stamina back, which yeah, you can yeah, yeah. get at any point. So... It really encouraged you to go, do you want to go there? Then off you go. And how do you want to get there? You can go on horse, you can paraglide over Mm. there, you can climb up the rocks, you can take the road properly, which is, you know, you're meant to, whatever. Whereas if you go to a more traditional Western game, again, I'm just using Skyrim as the example because it's the big one, it's the most obvious one, but you can do the old sort of like running up the face of a cliff sort of thing on a horse, sure, but... You can tell you aren't supposed to be doing that. You're basically just abusing the game's physics to be able to do that. And the only real way that the game encourages to get around is to either fast travel, which is pretty boring, honestly, or is to follow the paths. But then you're only following the route that they want you to do. And is that open world or is that just walking simulator at that point? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Whereas Zelda encourages you to go, what's up that mountain? You know, Mm. what's over that river over there? And you can do it. You know, there's mechanics to make it so there is some challenge in that with things like the stamina mechanics. You know, both climbing and swimming are quite slow and you can get upgrades to make those things quicker and easier. But even still, you can do it at any point. And I think the exploration is where you're rewarded for progression Mm. rather than your combat abilities your ability to solve puzzles
0: yeah agreed thing is though is that how sort of populated did you feel the world is like like thinking about that exploration like is it worth it like is it Mm. worth exploring
1: i think there are areas which are really well built and put together and Mm. they feel like they're interesting to look around in but in terms of the word populated no it's quite sparse
0: Mm. And I know that that's part of the story, right? To some it extent. is part
1: of the story, but even even as part of the story, you'd think there would be more people even still, mm-hmm. right? There's not a lot of people, and the people that there are are all congregated in sort of like these particular areas. Yeah. And even when you get to certain places, there's often not anything there to do other than get another chest with another mm. generic item in it. Right, right. Like, you're always rewarded with maybe like you know one of the rare gemstones or an OK weapon. Yeah, you know. In fact, you know the most the, I'm always most excited to find in their chest is, is some arrows. Yeah, because you're always <laughs> low on arrows. Yes, that's very true. It's difficult because I'm um, applauding the game for its you know ability to say you can go wherever you want, whenever you want. But then when you get there, you just go on to the next site. If mm. that makes sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like that's my sort of feeling, and and thinking about the sort of populated areas as well. Like I, it does like most Zelda games, it does have side quests, right? And there are some aspects of the side quests in this that are quite good in that you've got sort of like a journal of stuff to do. I think that they could have improved the way that they deal with side quests a little bit. Like I was a bit frustrated by not really having a an obvious pointer for a lot of the quests. Mm. That's me maybe being a little bit spoiled by other games, but it just made it sometimes quite, it was a little bit too secret or too hidden to know what mm. to do. And again, like doing a I didn't really feel the motivation to do the side quests because like the only motivation is seeing the content of the game by like doing mm. those side quests, but they weren't necessarily super sort of tied together or developed their own kind of stories that much. And you don't get a reward of like a cool new piece of armor or like leveling up or a new skill because that's not a thing in, in Breath of the Wilds. But no. like fundamentally I think that's what as much I do like Breath of the Wild, but I think my biggest thing with it is that the flatness of it makes it difficult to reward you as a player yes. beyond getting your own enjoyment out of it, right? Like, it's it's very much a, a little bit like Minecraft in a way. It's a game where you have to sort of get your – you have to find your own reward mm. in playing it. It's a shame as well because I feel it could have maybe have added –
1: story rewards more mm. rather than being tangible item rewards yeah right and there's not enough of that either mm. in the when you get one of your memory pieces because the game gives you the opportunity to kind of explore the world by finding these picture locations yeah and you get these memories and they're nice but they, they're very short and yeah. the, i guess that's the point it's like you're piecing your memory back together and there would only be snippets in your memory but there, there's not quite enough of them in my opinion i think yeah. you could do more of that
0: and also because they they have to be out of order because you can get any yeah. of them at any time and that makes the narrative quite
1: weird exactly they need to sort of make sense on their own even if you haven't seen say the first three for example yeah, yeah. so that is a little bit of a shame and then i think the the biggest kind of opportunity that was missed is the characters themselves because all the champions are all quite interesting characters Mm, i thought that the characters that are associated with the race in particular are not particularly interesting except for one so for example the goron Guy, whatever he's called, who you hel- who helps you to get to the the vine beast, he wasn't particularly interesting. Yeah. Neither was like the bird one. But the actual champions themselves were very interesting. Yes. I liked them, and the history and the relationship they have with each other, and Link and Zelda, is great. Yeah, but you don't spend anywhere near enough time with them. No, or get to find out enough about them. And even if you play the DLC which is supposed to be about expanding upon these characters sort of like history and getting to spend more time with them you still don't very much honestly I know Mm. you didn't play the DLC but you still don't really get to spend all that much more time with them apart from maybe another kind of two minute long cutscene which feels very generic feels Mm. very anime generic
0: Mm. which
1: is really a shame because I feel you've could had so much more interaction with them and it, it would have made another reward without having to reward
0: you with a tangible item agreed yeah a hundred percent like maybe side quest rewards could have been those flashbacks right like you could have tied those together so that you have to do the side quests to get a bit of story and then that way there's much more incentive for like finding all the side quests and completing all the side quests you know but I don't know. That's that's that was a lot of negatives. Um.
1: <laughs> I only criticise in the game because of genuinely how much I love it.
0: Mm.
1: I put more than a hundred hours into the game, mm. and I wouldn't be adverse to going and sitting back down now and playing it right now. Uh, my partner's actually still playing through it now. Um, it was sort of the first game she's properly picked up and played ever. Yeah. You know, in terms of like a, a more traditional mm. gaming experience. Uh, And she's loving it. And I genuinely could go and sit down and play it with her right now and have a great time. Uh, It still feels great. The controls are fantastic. Link feels amazing to to control and to play with. Mm. The game looks incredible. So all those things are wonderful and the only reason i'm criticizing the game is because it could have just been even more i think yeah but then how much am i baby being, being spoiled maybe you know those things could have been done but would have taken even more time and nintendo only have so much time they can realistically put
0: off a game i don't know
1: <laughs> uh, and this is also with hindsight as well like now that i've played the game i can say that but when they were making it could they have said that i don't know
0: do you think N- nintendo will continue down this path like the next zelda game are we going to see the next zelda game look play you know a little bit like breath of the wild um or are we gonna I don't s-
1: think so i think they'll return more to form honestly i think we'll the next zelda game will be a bit more like your traditional ocarina of time twilight princess skyward mm. sword affair i think this is going to be the unique one i think this is the black sheep of the family mm. ne- a bit like the adventures of link you know the second game yeah I think this will continue to just be a bit of a standout odd title, which won't get copied because doing it would make this less special almost.
0: Yeah, I think that they will probably do the traditional thing of sort of cherry picking some bits and pieces out of this one. Yes. You know, because that does tend to be like we said, like the, the, you know, Zelda one had a fully sort of open world and there are bits of Zelda two that are part of the other games as well. And I think that maybe they'll cherry pick some bits and pieces from Breath of the Wild. You know, I mean, even if you look at like uh, A Link Between Worlds, right? A Link Between Worlds has item rental and purchasing. You know, you can mm. buy items in, at any time in any order. Um, that's quite, you know, that sort of shares, it, it shares that mechanic with Breath of the Wild a little bit, you know, sort of flattening out the the progression. Um, so maybe they we will see a little bit more of that. But yeah, I, th- I agree. I don't think that this is like, how all the Zelda games are going to be from now on. It does definitely stand out. I think the the fundamental thing that I really love about Breath of the Wild is the high level of polish, right? Like, it's yeah, just... 100%. It's got to be the most polished game
1: ever made. And that goes into what we were saying earlier with the comparison between, say, something like Skyrim and the... No matter where you go in the world, it feels custom. Even if it's a bit sparse, Mm. even if maybe it's not as populated as it should be, it still feels handcrafted. Right. So you go to the top of a mountain, and you know that mountain's been made on purpose by a a person. You go to a field, and that field has had rocks placed in it on purpose. Nothing is pre-generated. Whereas games like Skyrim, for example reused textures and assets all over the place and you can tell that a procedural generation engine has been used to make that area yeah maybe it's had like a you know quality assurance people go over it to make sure there's no kind of glaring obvious problems with it but it's not had any real thought put into it in terms of its design breath of the wild has every single place in the entire of the game has been thought out on purpose by a designer at some point or another and that shows because of how even if it's sparsely populated everywhere is still interesting and unique and and there's something there (laughs) maybe you're right actually the stable that's an interesting one because you can tell the stables are there as a checkpoint right they can tell them as like a hub location so you want them to feel the same so no matter where you go in the world you can do the same things but then at the same time they maybe do feel a little bit copy paste and maybe it was a bit lazy i don't know that's interesting Mm. but the game as a whole is I've said this before on either this show or definitely said to you, I don't think it's the best Zelda game. For me, personally, I still think that's Majora's Mask. That's Mm. my favourite Zelda game. Mm. And I think maybe the best Zelda game is maybe something like Ocarina of Time, um, you know, maybe Twilight Princess, etc. Or maybe even things like Link Between World. But I think this is possibly one of the best games Nintendo's ever made. Yes, overall. I agree. I agree. I don't think that there is another game that they have made themselves that I think is just overall better. Yeah. And I've... I don't even necessarily mean objectively speaking. Like, I'm sure there are plenty of kind of small bugs here and there. For example, there is some slowdown, right? When you, Especially when you go into the forested areas, like yeah. in the Lost Woods. The game does chug, even on Switch, even when it's docked. And there's... Criticisms with the music, for example, because that maybe it's a little bit too quiet in places, even mm. though that is a definite intended decision. Yes. The voice work, for example, is pretty sketchy. Yes. <laughs> but overall, we've, we've skipped past that, haven't we? we yeah, we've kind we, of dodged it. No
0: one's talking about the bad voice acting. No, it's not great.
1: I really wish they did give me the opportunity to put it into Japanese. It probably mm. would have been better. Anyway, overall, I think the game is just outright the best game they've ever made. Yeah. And this is very much gonna be sort of their Magnum opus that they look to from now on of let's try and match that.
0: I agree. It's sort of like I think it's taken the mantle from Super Mario Galaxy, right? Which I think was perhaps the best game Nintendo have ever made before yeah. Breath of the Wild. And before that maybe it would have been Ocarina of Time. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, like it's definitely a it's definitely a huge like milestone for Nintendo. And I agree. I, I think it's not the it's not the best Zelda game, but is it but it is the best Nintendo game. You know, it is the best it is their crowning achievement so far in, in video games. But I really don't think it's even remotely the best Zelda game. No. Like I, I, I never really... I'm I'm still bemused, honestly, as to why it received so much acclaim as a Zelda game versus just as a good game.
1: I think it was difficult for people to remove the, two, the right? Zelda-ness from it. Yeah, it's yeah. hard because you play it and you, you whisked away into Hyrule again, which... Most people who even have a you know passing interest in Nintendo know Hyrule and they, and they they're invested in it, so it's really hard to detach from this amazing game from the Zelda ness of it. Yeah, know? so you kind of attribute one to the other. Yeah, but when you genuinely sit down and take yourself out of the oh my god this game is incredible, and you think about Zelda. Yeah. You're like, actually, no, this doesn't actually hit the mark very often. Yeah, um, definitely And sometimes not. that's on purpose, you know, with things like yes. the idea of giving you the Sheikah Slate with all of your abilities from the get-go. Yeah. And sometimes it's not intentional, maybe with the the story maybe not being quite as involved as it should be. Like, it mm. feels very stop-start. Like, it, it's really great at the beginning, and then it basically doesn't happen for about 50 hours, and then yeah. it all happens towards <laughs> the end. And that's again, is partly due to a design decision that they needed to make sure that everyone could do whatever they want at any point and still sort of get the overall same experience. Mm. So they've been very ambitious and maybe fallen short in some areas. But overall... I think the game is still fantastic Mm. and it does deserve the very, very high praise it gets, but I think it needs to have the caveat of, but it's still not the best Zelda
0: game. Yeah, definitely. And it's, and now is a, you know, if you haven't played it, then, you know, it's a good time to play it in that you have got that extra DLC that you can take advantage of. It's been out for about two years. If you played it on launch, then you, and you're listening to this you're probably thinking "Hmm, maybe i'll go back and play it um Mm. because two years is quite a good amount of time to like go back to a game i'm actually thinking i'm wondering whether i want to carve out some time to sort of pick it back up and fill in some of the gaps you know maybe look at a maybe look at a guide and work out like okay is there anything interesting here that i've missed um that i want to go and do i mean the game is an absolute treasure trove for easter eggs Mm.
1: and like hidden secrets the game has something like more than nine hundred Korok seeds, I think it is. Yes. When you only need <laughs> I think I think you only need like several hundred of them. I don't think you actually yes. need all that many, but there are like more than nine hundred scattered around. And there's something like 150 shrines that you can do to get all of the spirit orbs. And there's so many like hidden kind of chests and dungeons and little trials you can do. And it, it's absolute treasure trove for completionists. You will be there forever.
0: I definitely did not see fraction of the game no like i know that i plowed through it i can't remember how many hours i put put in but not definitely not a hundred definitely no. <laughs> nowhere near
1: but even then i've put more hours in the new but i can guarantee i've missed a lot of content like
0: even yeah. now i
1: know my partner has seen stuff that i never got around to seeing yeah but in yeah, a way yeah. that's fantastic it means that the game is always going to be fresh the next time you decide to pick it up and play it through maybe on master mode or yeah, just as I a agree. new game plus or whatever just being able to pick it back up and keep playing you will still go and find more stuff and even if you don't it's still fun to play you know genuinely yeah, definitely. even if the combat is a little bit simplistic you know because there are essentially only three weapons and there are only one combo <laughs> for each weapon it still yeah. feels great to play mm-hmm. even after mm-hmm. 100 hours even after two years since you last played it it still feels very fun to run around paraglide around ride on a horse Go and fight some baddies, whatever, you know, just be creative with something. Or even if you just go and just redo some shrines or something, the game feels fantastic to play. And that is why, overall, it, it's going to remain as one of my kind of most enjoyed and best games of all time, I think.
0: Hmm. But yeah, maybe we've, maybe you think that we've been way too harsh on Breath of the Wild <laughs> and it is the, actually the best-selling game as well as being the best game. <laughs> or maybe you think that. You're even more anti Breath of the Wild than we, than, well, not we, than I am, maybe, let's yeah, say. Yeah, you are, yeah. Um, I'm probably the most critical. And yeah, you should definitely uh, let us know. You can get in touch with us by emailing us, show at octal.fm, or you can come and find us on Twitter. We're at fm on the old Twitters. And we're on Instagram as well. We haven't posted on Instagram for ages, so maybe don't come and follow us on it on Instagram because there's no point. <laughs> but we're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash OctalFM.
1: And we'll probably do another discussion on Zelda at some point
0: because no, there are
1: not. new games coming out with, with the Link's Awakening uh, re-release being announced. I am really
0: looking forward to that yeah. um, because Link's Awakening was the first Zelda game that I ever played and I really loved it. I I can regularly be found subconsciously whistling the <laughs> ballad of the windfish like it's like a it's like a weird like the melody is weirdly ingrained, ingrained in my yeah. brain <laughs> and i will just whistle it sometimes and i'm like that's that's ballad of the Windfish. fish like just cool. coming out of my coming out of my mouth we'll, um, we'll certainly touch
1: on that and i think there's also more discussion to be had maybe around some of the older games that we haven't talked about even if we've played them or not played them etc so mm,
0: definitely if yeah. you
1: enjoyed our discussion on this particular game in the zelda franchise then there are many more
0: still to come absolutely and in the meantime i've been gelada and i've been Sefren. and catch us again for another episode of octal fm very soon.